0: Welcome to the Timelines Project, a podcast about the lore of Magic the Gathering, a fun and interactive trading card game. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, well, I'm uh, I'm surprised you came back. Thanks. So you may have noticed that this week's episode is not the Brothers War Part 2 for those of you who are returning. There is a good reason for that. See, my plan for this podcast is that I'm going to have a bi-monthly schedule where I have my long summary and review episodes every other week. And I have my episodes like this, which will be supplemental theory episodes and stuff on metaphysics and all that every other other week, I guess. That is the uh, real reason I started this podcast was the fun theories and stuff. It's really cool. I got some... Really awesome stuff planned. So uh, if you think this is a good idea, just let me know. Normally the supplemental stuff will be relating to whatever I'm discussing that month. And for the pilot episode month, why don't we talk about piloting an ornithopter? Get it? Because it's like pilot episode. And y- You know what? Never mind. It's a bad joke. I'm just going to jump right into it. Today, we're going to talk about ornithopters that appeared in the 1998 novel, The Brothers War. First and foremost, let's talk about what an ornithopter is. An ornithopter is an aircraft that generates lift with flapping wings instead of a rotating propeller, like that of a helicopter or an airplane. Manned ornithopters, like the one in The Brothers War, fall into two categories, human-powered and engine-powered. And the Brothers War, the Ornithopters are powered by magic batteries called Power Stones. So they're engine powered. Great. I've done it. That's that's it. The end. They're engine-powered ornithopters. I know what ornithopters are. Just kidding. Ornithopters can't fly. Well, unmanned ornithopters can fly. But uh ornithopters. <laughs> But uh manned ones. Manned Ornithopters cannot fly. So let's start off with categories because that's my favorite thing first they're manned and unmanned as I've already said this just means do they have a human piloting them like physically or are they being like remotely controlled like with uh, with radio waves and stuff next we can uh, subdivide piloted ornithopters into two more categories as I've already made clear magic's ornithopters belong to the machine-powered group. So now let's understand why manned ornithopters can't fly, but unmanned can't. Here's a little lesson on aerodynamics, and this is mainly what this episode is. It's aerodynamics and ornithopters and magic and, and stuff. In flight, there are four forces acting on an object. They are lift, thrust, weight slash gravity, and drag. Some of you may already know this, this is just like, cause I need to explain what I'm talking about. Lift keeps the aircraft in the air, and gravity is the opposing force that tries to bring it back down. Lift is generated most commonly by air moving over wings. This concept is called, ber- I'm gonna butcher this, it's Bernoulli's principle, I think is how it's pronounced. As the aircraft moves forward, Air flows around the wings, and this also works for helicopters. Um, If you look at an airplane's wings, you'll see that the top is raised in like a bump towards the front, whereas the bottom is just flat. And so as the air flows over it, the air going over the top flows faster to keep up with the air flowing under the wing. Because of this, the overwing has faster flowing air and so lower pressure, lower air pressure. The lower air, the speed is moving the same because it's just flat and so it maintains the same pressure which is higher than the upper air. The high pressure moves towards the lower pressure which is what generates lift. As long as the lift is stronger than gravity's force on the aircraft, then the aircraft will fly or rise into the air, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Next, there is thrust and drag. Thrust and drag, like weight and lift, or gravity and lift, or whatever, are opposing forces. Thrust is what pushes an aircraft forward, and drag is what pulls it back. Drag is the fast-moving air, or just air flowing around the plane, ornithopter bird, whatever it is, getting caught, and it slows it down. So the more surface area that... An object has the harder it is for the air to get around it, and so the slower it moves, so that the air can move around it. And I believe I saw something where if you move fast enough, the air particles get caught and start like just combusting. Because that you're if you move fast enough, the air particles can't get around you and just generate tons of explosions. I think I saw this in a in an episode of. Film theory, which is a channel I like if you couldn't tell. Um, Where was I? Right. So parachutes are used um, to slow things down because they have a lot of surface area and can easily catch air. So that's why parachutes are a thing. Thrust is forward momentum, and birds and ornithopters generate thrust by flapping their wings in such a way it pushes them upwards and forwards, similar to swimming. It's like a it's a circular motion. So it pushes them down it they push their wings down, which pushes them upwards with its lift stuff, it like you know, flapping, that that kind of thing. They do that and it pushes them forward. Alright, so we've gotten all the forces and stuff out of the way. Let's talk about why birds work and why ornithopters don't, or at least man ornithopters don't. The main factor is weight. Birds have hollow bones and small bodies and large wings, so they can produce enough lift to counteract the force of gravity because they don't weigh a lot and they got small bodies and large wings proportionally. Small, small ornithopters can do this um, as well and are currently actually being tested in the field as, like, military technology because they're, like, they can be spy drones without people knowing they're being spied on. They are also working on developing ornithopters to scare away birds from various locations, like airports where they could get caught in engines and really damage stuff, including themselves. So the problem is, large manned ornithopters can cannot generate enough lift to counteract the force of gravity, because they're just too heavy. Because, you know, they got humans in them, and the average human weighs, or at least the average adult male, I believe, weighs about 160 pounds. It's something like that. Oh, right. Real quick, a uh, another factor that influences flight is air currents. So, everyone knows warm air rises... And so, birds, when you see them like gliding around and stuff, it's because they're probably in a warm air patch and they can just kind of glide around and it's, it's nice. That's how, that's actually normally how I see birds flying, is they got, they're kind of gliding really high up in the air so they don't have to extend or ex- expend energy. Inversely, cold air, like, goes down, falls, whatever, whatever, it does that, and uh, so, cold spots will cause them to fall out of the air, or at least drop. And this actually happens in chapter 2 of the Brothers War, which I suggest you guys read. It's a great book. Part 2 is next week if you want to listen to that. But it happens about halfway through the chapter when is taking his test flight, which confirms that ornithopters also are affected by cold air patches. He hits a cold air patch and says so, and it Drops the ornithopter and everything. Oh, back to gliding. So, ornithopters in the Brothers World can also do this. Uh, I should probably give a brief description of them so you know what we're talking about. So, they are made of candlewood, which... Wait, let me check this, actually. Okay, so I just looked it up, and candlewood is... Um, mainly comes from bushes. I don't know. I guess it's a fictional wood. I was; It was unclear. They just mentioned it. So candlewood is a fictional wood in the Brothers War, I guess. I didn't do a lot of research. But it's made out of candlewood, which is very light. Um, and it's got wings that are stretched over a candlewood frame that are made out of canvas, a light canvas. Um, and then it's got wires and stuff as, like, controls, wires and gears I believe about the size of an average head like a human head like just a box of wires that controls the whole mechanism and levers to control it so all very light materials and then of course it's powered by a power stone which I should I think I'm going to do an episode on that one of these like weird supplemental episodes on power stones and how they're basically limitless power um So, with with all this structure and stuff, the ornithopters have two different modes in flight. They have a flapping mode to get them off the ground and generate lift. So, they got that. And then they can also, you can pull some levers and stuff and switch it into a gliding mode where the wires make the wings stay in a gliding position so they can go for a prolonged glide. Can they fly? Unfortunately, after all this time, the answer's probably no. I don't have access to like, first-hand sources on ornithopters, and I just- I don't have time or the resources for experiments, and I'm sorry about that, this is just kinda like a little speculation video where I'm like, oh, could they fly, I don't know. but no probably not they could go for a prolonged glide like the the longest an ornithopter like a manned ornithopter has ever flown is a little less than a minute I think and that was with a a uh, assisted launch from like a, a, a jet they used a jet to get it into the air so if it they launch it from a high place it could fly but like all the things it's done in the uh in the book just probably couldn't happen they could uh hop right off the ground from a standstill so like a few flaps and they would be super high up in the air uh they could carry up to three people and supplies for multiple days of travel and fly through hurricanes with minimal damage i haven't got to that part in the story but an ornithopter flies through a hurricane now this is after like 50 years of working on perfecting them but still like just how ornithopters work it's unlikely that one with flapping wings could just generate enough lift to to like do that now there is one more factor that could slightly influence it like make it better and that's the power source ornithopters and just all things on dominaria are powered by power stones which are just magic batteries and they're basically limitless energy the only limitation to them is that it's you have to be able to focus that energy so it's not limitless energy because you can only tap into so much of it there's there's one thing Urza had this power stone called he called it the might stone um, and Mishra had Another one that was its twin called the Weak Stone. And they were two halves of this one giant power stone that sealed basically hell. If you think of Dominaria's earth, then it sealed hell from earth. It was like the gateway for 3,000 years. And they broke it. And Urza's half of them called the Might Stone could grant power to machines that had long since fallen into disrepair and shouldn't really have been able to run at all, but he was just he was able to grant them power for a short amount of time. Like, for example, when they were leaving an, an ancient cave where they had gotten the power stones, um, they were being chased by a rock, which is not like like a rock, like a it's it's a giant bird from mythology. It's spelled R O C. And it's a giant bird, and it was trying to kill them. And Urza used his Mightstone to power up this spider mech that was, like, completely in disrepair, like, unusable. It was just scraps. It was like he turned a bunch of metal into a death laser, basically, like, just by wheeling it to. And with that kind of power, he could theoretically, I guess grant an ornithopter enough power to at least from a high place launch and fly for a while and maybe even just get it flying but really with only one pilot uh so yeah that's that's what i think tell me what you think in any way i hope you liked like this episode it was a test run i guess a pilot you could say And I promise the next episode, well no, not the next episode, but the next, next, next episode, the third of this supplemental stuff is going to be very substantial, very like, not fact because it's all theory, but more metaphysics and entirely inside Magic's multiverse instead of like uh, theoretical, could ornithopters fly kind of thing so I hope you liked it if you have any recommendations just let me know Uh, come back next week for Brothers War Part 2 this is the Magic Historian or I like to think of myself as that I'm the Magic Historian signing off that's all folks